Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. Yil Nishmas, Rav Chasid, Shalom Ben Yeshua, Abache, Gabriel Alimelech, Shalom Ben Yamiyayet Shlita. The Shabbos is Yudshvat. As we spoke, the Rebbe insisted from Asar Betavis that we make preparations for the day of Yudshvat. Shabbos Pasha's boy. Oh boy. That was fast. Yeah, Shabbos Pasha's boy. last three makas that were that Mitzim was smitten by Arbe Cheshech and Makas Becheres the locust the darkness and the plague of the death of the firstborn More importantly, as we need to focus on Inyane Teda, words of Teda that affect us our daily life, the first mitzvah, Mitzvah of Achidish Hazel Achem Reish Chadashim, Kiddish Achidish, sanctifying the new month. Achidish Hazel Achem. Reish Chadashim. One of the opinions, Hakadosh Baruch Hu showed Moshe a sliver of the moon, showing the rejuvenation of the moon as it goes on its monthly cycle. We go according to the lunar calendar, calendar, which therefore the months that we have, that we go by, as we are now in Chedesh Shvat, we said this Shabbos is Yud Shvat, going according to the lunar calendar telling us that the month the new month has started when the moon begins to appear again and the middle of the month is when the moon is at its fullest and then the moon begins to the Minish until it goes away. B'nai Yisrael are compared to the moon in very, that very way. That there are times where the Kla Yisrael are in Golis and in exile and not looked at, not counted, not valued. Then it begins to grow and to grow and to grow back again each time showing us and teaching us how ultimately 
with giving us the hope that ultimately will be zeichet to the full moon once again and to the full moon which the the moon and the sun will be equal and then at that point we will be in Yerushalayim Yerakeidish and Mashiach Kino made of Yemen Amin Selah focusing and this thereby is the first mitzvah that we are given and although the first Rashi that we learned in Chumash Bereshis was Lamar of Yitzchak Leah Yitzarech Lahaskel didn't have to start the Teda only from Achir Zelachem, but yet the Teda starts with all that leads up to the Achir Zelachem, which is of course the Maise Bereshis and the Maises of this, the creation of the world and the happenings of our forefathers and ultimately how Yaakov goes down to Mitzrayim with his children and the Jewish nation goes down Ridu go down for the 210 years and the servitude of Mitzrayim serves for us as a preparation to bring us to be able to achieve the ultimate goal of the world, which is Kabbalah Satera and arrival at Har Sinai. Generally, the Makkahs, the first nine, were not lethal. painful, drove people insane, drove people off the deep end, but not lethal. Makis Bechereis, the death of the firstborn, was the first time that Makis actually took a new, a new turn, a turn where the Egyptians suffered death. two periods of time we're discussing the di- time of the Makis Cheshech of the darkness and the four days which is another mitzah that's mentioned in this week's Pasha the mitzah of the Karben Pesach Karben Pesach was brought from Meshapsala, which was the idol of the Egyptians. And the Karim Pesach was not just taken off the street and slaughtered, but needed to be taken to the home, tied to your bed, on the tenth day of the month of Nisan, and ultimately sacrificed on the 14th day of Nisan. Why the four-day wait? Why couldn't it have been done right away? As we said before, the Torah teaches us in the beginning on Chumash Bereshis yet the reason for the not the stories but the lessons and the happening that transpire throughout Chumash Bereshis a very important lesson to us all on a daily basis which is Maise Ovois Simen Labanim the stories or the works of our forefathers is a direct sign for the children, us. So although it sounds like a story happening, Avram being born, 
and all the happenings of Rome, how he escapes escapes death, how he discovers God, how he has the first bris milah at 99 years old, and then of Yitzchak as he's brought to the uh, to the Akeda, and as Yaakov as he brought with the ten or twelve children as he suffers with his what he almost thought was the loss of Yosef, and then ultimately goes down to Mitzrayim. And we see yet another four-day period in the history of the Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes to Avram Avinu, and he tells Avram Avinu, he tells our father Abraham, "I want you to sacrifice your son as a sacrifice. Your son Yitzchak, your favorite, your only son." The next day, Terah tells us, Avram wakes up early in the morning, saddles his donkey, bring, takes two youth with him, servants, his son Yitzchak, his trusty knife, some wood, and mefart. And they travel for three days, the Terah tells us, on the third day, on the third day, Avram lifts up his eyes and sees the place where he recognizes that here the carbon needs to be sacrificed. Why? was Avram subjected to that? Why could Avram not have done the next morning or that night even alright we don't bring sacrifices we don't bring kabbalas at night but why was he not able the next very next morning to bring a sacrifice? Why the journey of three days before he was able to bring a sacrifice? For this our sages tell us that Avram had four days from the command of God until he reached Haramiria with Yitzchak. Four day period is the amount of time that is allotted to a person to prove that they actually are going through with this clear-headedly. I had said this before when we spoke about Akedah Yitzchak. But now we apply this as well to the Karim Pesach. Karim Pesach, as we said before, was the idol of, of Egypt. And here the Jews took the idols and they bring them to their house and they say, we're going to sacrifice them. The, the Egyptians are asking what's going on. And this waits four days for them to actually come to terms and have what's called Yishev Hadas and be totally settled in their minds that this is what they're going to do. And they're going to bring this carbon. And therefore the great, tremendous, spiritual, call them ramifications, or actual applications that were done, that were caused, by this very mitzvah. The mitzvah 
of spraying the blood, of using the the grass to spray the blood around the doorpost, etc., etc. Each thing has its own special kayak, its own special application in godly service. We find, as the Torah also mentioned in this week's Pasha, a very important lesson. Tell your son that day, saying, because of this, God performed for me. He performed this mitzvah. And we tell the child, how important this mitzvah is. In the Haggadah of, Pe- of Pesach, Haggadah of Pesach, the son, the wicked son, is told, Had you been there, you would not have been redeemed. That's what the Balagada writes. Rashi changes the wording here. Rashi says, Remez Zehint Chuvala Ben Rasha to the answer of the Ben Rasha Lemar say say Lemar Osa Shemli this God performed for me, but not for you. You would not have been fit to be redeemed. Now, what is the actual difference between what Rashi is telling us and the Baal God is telling us? He's not kidaili goel, rather kleisham lehonigal. We know. We have another question. There was a maka of makas cheshech, the plague of darkness. During the plague of darkness. If you were standing, you remained standing. If you were sitting, you remained sitting. You could not move for three days. During these three days of darkness, many things happened. The Jews had light. And the Jews went, according to the opinion, they were told to go from house to house, and to see where all the valuables of the Egyptians lie. And take note, don't steal anything. Later, later, when they needed to leave Mitzrayim, they should go to the Egyptians and say, okay, could you give me such, such, and such? And the Egyptians would deny they had it, and so we saw it in your house, and this is the place in which it's in. The Medrash has a similar rendition of this. However, the Bnei Yisrael canvassed the Egyptians' home in a supernatural manner. Wherever Bnei Yisrael went, a light accompanied them. It illuminated all that was in the barrels, in the crevices, in the holes in the recesses. Whereas Rashi just said, the darkness enabled them to search because the, Egyptian, the Egyptians were blinded, so Bnei Yisrael was able, were able to walk around freely through their homes in a natural form and look and dig and see. 
Rashi's opinion supports a very important principle. The natural processes that we need to do in order to perform a mitzvah, these processes are a significant component of the mitzvah itself. The mitzvah itself is affected by the way we do it. Because the purpose of all mitzvahs is to bring godliness into the world. How? By utilizing the material means of the world. And making them into a godly purpose. So when a person does a mitzvah, he sanctifies not only the object with which the mitzvah is performed, a shefer, a lulav, an esrik, but also any other physical means that contributed toward the fulfillment of the mitzvah. So when a chas v'shalom is a financial hardship, it costs too much for a mitzvah, we're provided the opportunity for even more of our lives to be included in elevating this whole, by this holy act. If, however, these costs would be circumvented by some supernatural means, then part of the mundane natural world would remain unaffected. We need to take every element, every anything that we could possibly get on, on board with the mitzvah. So therefore, Rashi deduces the fulfillment of the mitzvah of God's commandment, and he fell empty the Egyptian's house, needed to be conducted in a normal, ordinary, natural fashion. Nothing supernatural here. If they would have been shown everything miraculously, and instead of going through the effort of conducting an ordinary search, the opportunity for the mitzvah to elevate the natural process of life, would have been diminished. So that's one nekuda, one point that took place during Makas Cheshach. Another point is during Makas Cheshach, Rashi tells us as well, The evil, the people that did not want to leave Egypt, died during these three days. So the Egyptians should not see it, the witnesses. And they were buried during this time. They were buried during this time. What did they, what was their sin? Their sin was very simple, straightforward. They didn't want to leave Egypt. Please bear in mind and remember from all that we've ever said or learned. The Jews left Egypt, they were sunk in 49 levels of impurity. Had they not left, the moment that they left, God forbid, they would have gone into the 50th and would not have been able to be pulled out. They were serving idol worship in Egypt, Chavshi. They were not in a good spiritual place, so we say. And yet, they merited to leave Egypt. Who didn't leave Egypt? 
these people, these wicked people who refused to leave Egypt. Why? What was so severe that these people did that was so much worse than all the sins that were going on in Mitzrayim? All that was going on, all that was happening, how is this so much worse? Not just worse, but to an extent that we're not allowing them to do tshuva. We're not allowing them to repent. We have a klal. Ein kateger nasasaneger. A prosecuting attorney cannot become a lawyer. At least not in the same case. Hence, on Yom Kippur, whereas throughout the whole year the Kayengadl wore these phenomenal pieces of, of jewelry and gold of the Ar, on the Cheshen, etc., on the Tzitz, when he entered on Yom Kippur to the Holy of Holies, he could not wear that. He could not enter the Holy of Holies with any gold on him whatsoever. Because Ein Kateger Nasa Saneger. The gold represents many holy spiritual things, but also represents the sin of the golden calf. And therefore, since it was the sin of the golden calf that got us into all this trouble, therefore, we don't use gold to try to repent, to do tshuva. If a person is Mechal Shabbos, desecrate Shabbos, there's repentance for it. For almost every Aveda, there's a repentance. Yom Kippur is mechaper. Yom Kippur bin Adam lahmokim between a person and God. Yom Kippur forgives all the sins. The day of itself, the day in itself, forgives the sins. We fast also, we pray also, but the day itself forgives. Except if one desecrated Yom Kippur. If one Rachmanulasan desecrated Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is not Mechaper. Kippur will not forgive him. Therefore, the Yidden. The Jews that said we're not leaving, we have another case in Teda where a person says, I don't want to leave. A person in Rahman al-Sad has to sell himself for as a slave. Is it Evid Ivri? Sheshan and Tavid is to work six years. On the seventh year, you have to set him free. What happens? He says, sorry, he says, I love my master, I love my work, I want to stay here. Then we take his ear and we put it to the doorpost and we make a hole. That very ear that heard, the Almighty saying that Jews are my servants and only to me, that very ear gets pierced now. Because it's, say, it's hearing something else. It's listening to a different tune. And it wants to be a slave by somebody totally different. The Bnei Yisrael, that Rechman al refused to leave Mitzrayim, 
were in denial of everything. Napshat, they said, I have to use I love my masters, I love Egypt, I love the country, I love the air, I love the atmosphere, I love the horses, I love the water. I love the work, I love the house I have here. None of that applied. They wanted to stay simply in denial of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Whereas HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you need to leave, and they said, no, we are not prepared to leave. We want to stay here. We don't want to go out to Mount Teda. We don't. It wasn't even complaining about the hardship of the desert or anything of the sort. It was just plain the audacity, plain audacity to God for this. There was no forgiveness. And therefore, although the Jews had been complaining till now, they didn't want to leave Egypt, and they wanted to stay, etc., and Moshe had to convince them. But now when they took their car and Pesach and everything, they were ready to leave. However, these people prior were not just instigators and troublemakers, they were total denial of HaKadosh Baruch and therefore there was no forgiving. However, the son, the Russia, that is mentioned in this Pasuk, he excludes himself from the Kalal. It came to the Karim Pesach and he says, I'm not interested in the Karim Pesach. I'm vegetarian. I'm vegan. I'm a Khvezhvas. Animal rights. Whatever Mishigas got into this guy's head, he didn't want to be in Karim Pesach, but not God forbid, he's saying, I don't believe in God. So therefore, Rashi says, and not that he would not have been redeemed, because the only ones that were not redeemed were the ones that were in denial of God himself. Whereas this fellow only denied the current basic. And we spoke about the all the plagues a form of punishment to the Egyptians. But nobody suffered death from it. Perhaps insanity. Perhaps they went off their minds. Um, maybe they committed suicide, but they didn't suffer death from the actual plague. Until this plague, the death of the firstborn. And we find another ironic difference. By the death of the firstborn... Everyone was told, stay in your house so that you don't fall prey to the angel of death. So the question begs to ask, how is it that the Mashkis was granted permission to hurt the Jews? None of the other plagues were any Jews even affected by and here they were in danger of, God forbid, being killed. That stay in their house, they had to have the sign of blood on their doorposts. Let us scrutinize the actual plagues. What was their actual purpose? When Moshe comes to Pari and says, God said to ask, to let his children go, Pari, in his own audacity, answers, Who? 
Who's this God? Never heard of him. Check the phone book. Check the directory. Google it. There was nothing to find then. The Egyptians as a nation, the ruler said so, we have the same belief or non-belief. So what was the mission of all these plagues? Sheyedu Mitzrayim Kiyene Hashem. That the Egyptians should know that I am God. And therefore nobody got destroyed and nobody got killed during these makas. They were smacked around, humbled, humiliated, maybe even a little bit of pain, but nobody was killed. They were given to they were pushed to an extent that ultimately they should come to the concept that Vyedu, Kiani Hashem Bikaravaritz, I am God within the land. So therefore, whatever destruction, whatever havoc was being wreaked, was only done to the Egyptians and not to the Jews. They were not. They did not have. It was unnecessary to tell them, to remind them about God. Because the fact is, Israel maminim ubnei maminim. A Jew is a believer, the son of a believer. And therefore the fact of God, they knew there was God. They had no doubt about that. Whereas the Makis Becheris, this was not just to let know Kiani Hashem. Now was time to punish. To punish the Egyptians. And therefore, Umais, Kolbechel, they all died. They all were destroyed from the world. And therefore, at this point in time, at this juncture, the Midas Adin came about. And when the Midas Adin came about and the Punisher came along, the Punisher said, How do I distinguish? What's the difference between these and these? These serve of Edezara, these serve of Edezara. The Jews, Rechman were they themselves were totally enveloped in Avedezara, in idol worship. And therefore, we're punishing anybody, we punish them too. So Marcus Becheris, where the Mashkis was given free hand to run, he would have killed Jews as well, But HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves his children. That even in a time where the judgment needs to be meted out, He sees to protect the Jews as well. This is the love of Akash Baruch Hu himself to the Jewish nation. The love of a father that does not change because of the way the child behaves. And there's no taina and cheshbin in this world that affects that love whatsoever. Therefore, Kadosh Baruch comes down to protect the Jews. Him himself, I myself protected the Jews. No one else. said before
first mitzvah being taught us The Mitzvah of Kiddush HaKiddush Rishin Hulachem Lachot Shehashana This is the first to you of the months of the year making reference to the month of Nisan. And the Yidin are commanded to see to it that they keep and establish their calendar and months according to the vision of the Melid of the new month, the birth. And the bezin, when there's a bezin, a kavua, a bezin that's established, they sanctify the new month. The fact that this is the first mitzvah given to the Jewish nation teaches us the essential point around this. And it's also brought down in the beginning of, as I said before, the beginning of Teda. But the question, what is so important about this mitzvah? As we mentioned before, the main point of a mitzvah is to see to it that we bring the holiness into the mitzvah. In other words, we use the mitzvah and everything that prepares for the mitzvah and the mitzvah itself and the strength, the kachas that we use, that we apply to do this mitzvah in a holy fashion. The world was created, Precious Bar Elikim. Elikim, as we know, is Gimatria Hateva, the nature. The world needs to run to look as a format of natural path. And therefore, when we take a natural concept, something that grew, something that was put together in the world, and we use that for a mitzvah, we are elevating it, as is the mission of our neshama on this world. And therefore we can take the most mundane physical item and make it holy. The specialty of Kiddush HaKedish, the mitzvah of Kiddush HaKedish, is with this. It affects the passing of time. By taking a regular mundane day of the week, and making it Rish Establishing this day as a holy and special day and called Rish A day that has its own sanctity. As we know that the different sacrifices that were brought on Rish in addition to the regular day of the week. And as we have the supplementary prayers, Tvilas of Musaf, etc., when Bezdin establishes and decides that this is a special day to be Rish 
we then inscribe a special Kedusha into this regular day. And it turns over a time which is seems to be in a regular cycle of the day and it becomes a holy day. Thereby we see that the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChedish has something greater and more sp- and special than all mitzvahs. Every other mitzvah is within its boundary. Within the boundary of the very mitzvah. And it has different levels. Tashmishi Kedusha. And if a person uses this mitzvah, the Shem Shemayim, it becomes holy. A mundane esri growing on a tree is not holy. And the proof is that after the season, as we say, after Yom Tiv, they take the esri and they make into it compote. piece of leather before it's made or sanctified for tefillin does not hold any condition when we take this and we say this is for the whole we're sanctifying this for tefillin and we form it and we make it into a box of tefillin or the strap of tefillin and it's actually utilized as tefillin and the bracha is made on it and a person prays in them this now becomes a holy item, a holy object. Then you have those things that are only a preparation for a mitzvah. We prepare a mitzvah to do a mitzvah, whether it be baking matzahs or squeezing grapes, the process itself is not necessarily a mitzvah. But ultimately the outcome, having the mitzvah, matzahs for mitzvah, mitzvah, matzah's mitzvah, that we can eat, and be yetzvah, matzah's mitzvah, having the wine, that we can make kiddush over it, you've now made it a mitzvah. Mitzvah's kiddush achedish has an effect on everything throughout the entire time cycle. When Bezdin establishes and says it's a Shredish and a special on any given day, this now has an effect on the entire month. And not only that month, but because this month starts and then ultimately ends, because the cycle of the month goes through, then the next month starts, and so on and so forth, to the cycle of the entire year. And therefore we find since we count according to the lunar year, and the world goes according to the solar, there are times where our seasons are about to fall off the map with each other. Whereas Pesach should be in springtime and Shavuos in the beginning of summer, etc. And Sukkot in fall. Sometimes we find it coming out a little too early. Hence, in order to do, to equal it out, Bezdin is Kaveya Eshnas Ibur. Bezdin establishes an leap year. That, like, I'm honestly speaking, and I have no idea why in the English calendar, the secular calendar, the solar calendar, there's a leap year. 
that extra day in February. I have no idea what it, what the purpose is. But the purpose, one of the purposes of the Jewish calendar having a leap year, which is an entire extra month, is to balance out the year into its seasons. Because after all, we do need a Sregim to grow in the proper time, or else you're not going to have any Sregim for circus. And the wheat has to be cut at a proper time, so we can have the matzah, wheat for matzah. So therefore, Bezd needs to establish this. Another little pointer. We don't control time. The human being does not being does not control time as it may be. We don't get the sun to rise or the sun to set when we want it to. Unless your name is Yeshua and you're at war. Therefore, we can't make a day longer or a day shorter, a week longer, a week shorter, a week, a month longer, a month shorter. And he comes out, therefore everything comes out to us the way it has to be established. But still in all, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Jew the Kayach to sanctify the time. And to make it what's called a Jewish time. Zman Yehudi. A time which is bound with Kedusha, with Teda, and with Mitzvahs. Through this conquering of our time, we conquer and control the world. Through the Malchus of Kedusha. Until we actually can conquer the Holy Land itself with Bias Mashiach Sidkenu. And it will also be Yekabitz as Nidcha Yisrael gather the Jews that have been forced apart. There's Toshiva Sanhedrin in Shalayim. Sanhedrin will return to Yerushalayim and they will mechadish the Dine Kiddush HaChedish and will have the Gehul HaMitz Vashleim B'Mehirav Yemenu Mamish Therefore this is the pertinence of Kiddush HaChedish how important it is to us spiritually and what gives us and how it gives us the strength throughout the year. Hagash Baruch says, Vevarti Beretz Mitzrayim Balayla Zai crossed over Egypt on that night. One point Hagash Baruch says, Kachatzei Salayla Ani Yetzim Etech Mitzrayim. And another point it says, Vevarti Beretz Mitzrayim Balayla Zai. One is Yetzei and one is Vevarti. Yetzei to go out implies a special exit. Intention to go to a certain place. Whereas Vavarti is circumstantial. Just happened to be going from one place to another. So when Rashi explains the word Vavarti according to the Medrash, Rashi says, like a king who goes from one place to the next. And by each time going over, everyone is punished. I forgot to turn on that light. Okay. It doesn't matter now. It's the last few minutes. Oh. Now I see the video is clear. I didn't understand the New, new. So Rashi explains the word via Varti. According to the Medish, 
Whereas the Melech means to say the king, as he goes from place to place, each place he needs a different has a different mission. And that point, that way he he punishes the sinners. The night of Pesach was made as well two concepts. First, the going out, the special going out of Akash Baruch Hu to Mitzrayim, the Mitzrayim, to redeem Am Yisrael. And the other is the punishment of the firstborn. Which is just a circumstance and relevant to the first. What was the main point of Akash Baruch taking the Jews out of Egypt? To save the Jews who were so deeply soaked deep into the, the impurity of Egypt. On this very night that Akash Baruch tells them to bring the sacrifice of the Karim Pesach and not to leave their homes. Going to the house of their neighbors. But still, when Allah Kaj Baruch Hu comes down and differentiates between the Jews and the Egyptians and saved every Jew. This action. Oh, makes apparent to us the great love that Akash Baruch had for the Jewish nation. One could just picture in their mind's eye the spiritual situation level which the Jews were at. After seeing the nine plagues that the Mitzrayim was subjected to, But still now, they were told to sacrifice the Karim Pesach, to stay in their houses, and still they went out. Is there anything more degrading than that? And still in Allah, Kaddish Baruch reveals Himself, and reveals His love to His nation, and comes down to save them, even the lowest of people. That's why Akash Baruch comes himself, Anivalei Malach, Anivalei Saraf. And goes from house to house, to take them out, to filter them out from the tumas of Mitzrayim that the Jews were so, were so entrenched in. And from this action of Akash Baruch we can learn how to act to our fellow Jew. There are those that are capable of teaching Teda and to bringing Jews closer to Mitzvahs. If the Jew is willing to come to the shul and to sit and learn with me and to hear what I have to say, but for me to go out of the shul, and to find the Jew. And in the Tumas Mitzrayim, in the lowest places, still, nah, that's, not, that's not for me. Kaj Baruch teaches us that even for a Jew, at, like, such as this, Kaj Baruch comes down from his highest place. And he comes to bring them closer, to redeem them. And so too we have to go, even to Jews that are found in the lowest of low. And to come to them, to a place, to a darga, to bring them up, that they should be fitting. And to tell them about the love of God, how God loves them, and to make them to the light of Teda. And this way also, all Jews will, re- will be redeemed from the Gullahs. They said before, Va'atim to look to Echad, Echad bin Yisrael, and we be zeichet to the gula mitzvah shleima ayidei Mashiach tzidkenu this very Shabbos.
Shabbat Shalom to all.